Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. One week down, 12 weeks to go, and there's still a lot of water to go under the bridge before the V8s hit the track again. Seriously, I'm just talking to you now, I just got goosebumps on my, you know, down, down my arms. Yeah, it's very funny, I just got goosebumps while you were talking about it. We look at international races, the Archer Capital Takeover today, as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. V8 Supercars this season has undergone one of their biggest overhauls in their history with the sale of 60% of the business to Archer Capital earlier this year. We asked Shane Howard, who has just completed his second term as acting CEO, the V8 Insiders asked about the differences between the old and new owners uh, yes there, there is a difference definitely um arch capital um have uh, a lot more process um and they're very strategic um you know there's been some significant changes in regard to uh the the, the commission uh, which has taken uh the load off the board where the commission's dealing with the motorsport um, areas of the business allows the board to think more strategically and have a bigger, uh, more focused uh, on, on those those areas of growth and uh, of the business, um, and uh, you know stronger govern governance. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um, you know they've really you know the the, the their presence is. Um, is is really um, got everybody focused and, and, and on, on the game. Tony Cochran has also seen changes implemented. Clearly, the company will change uh, a few things because you know new owners have got uh, ideas and uh, different ways of doing things to the way uh, we've done it. That doesn't mean to say their way is wrong or their way is right or our way was wrong or our way was right. But you know, it is a changing environment. Martin Whitaker talked about what it's like to be the CEO of the series. Uh, it's been a great experience for me to be CEO of this of this organisation because one thing's for certain, you know, it is it is a fantastic championship. Um, but on the other hand, I think you know it's important to recognise where your skill base lies, and this is something that they would like me to do, and that's what I'm doing. So I'm more than happy with that. Now, as the international development manager, how is he enjoying the new role? I think it's it's allowed me to. To, uh, to really, uh, if you like, work much more to my my skill base and my experience. Clearly, coming from an international background in the first place, uh, one of our objectives has always been to get more international races up for V8 Supercars, and so it sort of put me in a in a prime position to get on and do that. So I'm really enjoying it. There is still one hole in the calendar: the penultimate round of the championship in November 9 to 11, 2012. The V8 Insiders asked Tony Cochran 
Martin Whitaker and Shane Howard about when the race would be confirmed. Well, the TBA's progressed, but I can't announce anything until March. March-ish. It's, a, it's actually their call. I mean, they might say, let's go earlier. They might... I don't think they'll say go later, but they might say let's go earlier, and it's their decision. Um, no, it's TBA. Uh, it's, it's not so much that. I think it's just we wanted to make sure we got everything everything locked down and everything in the right place. You've got to also remember that for us it was very important to, to get a, a race which was going to fit that timescale. And so to that end, uh, there, are, there are issues about not announcing it before, before the beginning of the year. I don't have a problem with not announcing it before the end, beginning of the year. Probably would have been better not to announce the fact we got a TBA and then come in in March and said, hey, guys, we've got another race. Whitaker was showing a number of delegations around Homebush and he told the V8 insiders what they were particularly interested in. You can talk to people in all parts of the world about what V8 Supercars is all about, um, but it's only really when you bring them to a race that they genuinely can touch and feel and smell what's going on. I, you know, for example, one or two of the circuits, we're talk- one or two of the locations we're talking to at the moment would require a, a setup such as this here in Sydney. So it's important to bring them and show them what a demountable structure looks like, what the pits and the corporate hospitality and race control, and the sort of space that you need for paddock and all of that sort of thing. Show them where TV is and how TV operates. So you can, it's a little bit like having a, an own, your own working diagram. It's just it's a lot bigger than a diagram. Whitaker said that there's plenty of interest internationally in the series and that street races will play an important part. Very widely known that we're talking to other countries about races, and we will get other races up, particularly in 2013. I think you see a big change in the calendar in 2013. Um, but the nice thing is, yeah, it's, it's both people who are interested in running street races in very interesting parts of the world, and also existing tracks. So, um, you know, nice, nice mix. And I think that's the good thing about V8 Supercars. You know, it works on just about anything you put it on, doesn't it? It is believed that a street race in the Philippines could be one of the TBA locations. Shane Howard told the V8 Insiders that Sydney has continued to build its reputation as the premier event in the calendar. Any country in the world would uh, you know, like to have this uh, event in their backyard. It's um, generating fantastic economic benefit. Last year it, it had um, in excess of 17,000 interstate visitors coming here and 2,000 internationals. I mean, th- these are big numbers. And uh, it's just world-class, world's best practice, and uh, just a, a great place, no trouble. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic experience. But what would Howard like to see at the event that it doesn't have already? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, but really, off, off the top of my head, I, I don't have the answer. Um, what we normally do is, um, after an event like this, um, we go through a debrief process, um, we really um, and, uh, look then have a brainstorming session. We take some. Uh, sometimes we undertake some focus groups to see if there's you know what style of entertainment or additional things that people would like. We we check that they've believe that they've had value for money and and which it, we've had very good results from this. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, we go rustling with David in the Fujitsu series. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. 
showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from SBS Television Speed Week program, it is Richard Crowell. Good evening, Crowley. Uh, Craig, good afternoon. How are you? I'm very well. As I'm sure is another fellow Croeta, Adrian Mussolino from X Magazine. Adrian, great to have you on the show as well. Thanks for having me. Now, an interesting year we've just seen the end of. I'm just wondering, what did you make of all the end-of-the-year awards and uh, all the, the pomp and ceremony, Adrian? It was interesting that we knew most of the winners but there were still a few ones there that, uh, well, took us a little bit by surprise. Yeah, well, I guess the one that matters most, if you like, in terms of the actual night is, is the very sheen medal, and that's the one we don't know heading into it. And no real surprise to see Craig Mounds win it for a third time. He is the most popular driver in V8, so there's no question of that. Anyone who's seen the lineup for autographs usually wait for him outside his garage on a race weekend will know that, and... Yeah, we're deserving. Richard, what did you make of the champion missing out on the Barry Sheen medal this year? Uh, well, I agree with Adrian. I think um, Craig's the only guy that could have won it again this year. He's shown the personality and the um, the, the fan interaction that he's got. And, you know, he really is Brock again, isn't it? Just the way that he relates with his fans. And, and I've been fortunate enough to work with Craig a bit this year with the 12-hour at the start of the year. And even at a lower key event, the enthusiasm and the time and the energy that he puts into relating with his fans, with his people, um, is phenomenal. And, and that was sort of a bit of a, oh, wow, you know, this isn't just turned on for these big Clipsal 500 or Bathurst Sydney events. This is this is just Craig Lowndes full stop. So, no, utterly deserved. I'd like to see them do a few more random awards, some, maybe some more fun awards. I know it's not really in their style, but mix it up a little bit, maybe have some things that are a little bit uh, left of field or a, a surprise for those that are there on the night. I'm, I'm a big fan of that when it comes to awards nights, especially ones where you know most of the prizes and who's going to get them. But, look, I think all the gala hoopla stuff on Monday night's pretty good. A lot of my friends in the industry had pretty sore not, uh, heads on Tuesday morning. I managed to avoid that. I didn't go, but... Uh, Oh, look, it's a good way to let the hair down at the end of a very long racing season. It is indeed. And what did you think of Chad Smosert getting the, uh, well, the Rookie of the Year award? Yeah. Um, oh, look, there's, there's no doubt that he was probably the best of the bunch, but the bunch wasn't very big this year, was it? The, and I'm not sure what Adrian thinks, but there probably, with all due respect to Chaz, probably weren't too many real candidates for it, um, especially in the main game. And certainly in Fujitsu, you know, I think the, the best thing about Chaz getting that award was the performances that he put in in the last couple of rounds once he got himself into a, a good piece of machinery in the development series with the four-performance racing car. He actually showed that he was going to be a top two or three runner and if he goes around again in the same circumstance, I'm sure he'll be a championship contender. So 
probably fair enough, but pretty slim pickings from the rookies this year. There weren't actually that many of them coming in. Mm. Of course, James Moffat gave us his uh, summary of his rookie year last week on the show. Adrian, what was your thoughts? No, I agree completely, and I think the one thing I'd push at the awards is more um, some type of award which is voted for by the fans. Um, mm. They don't really have a say in it all, and I know us as the media, we get to vote on the base scene madness, but it's the fans who count at the end of the day, and maybe some more categories, you know, most popular event, most popular driver, um, best driver with the fans, but that type of thing, that might encourage a bit more interaction and a bit more of a safe from the fans. Now, interestingly enough, testing took place this week over at Winton, and, uh, well, we saw a lot of drivers jumping in different cars, but what do you really achieve having a test day once the season's ended, Adrian? Um, you achieve quite a lot if you have the likes of Gay Rogers who put four young in the car and let's not forget there's a spot there waiting to replace Lee Holdsworth. Um, it, it's a bit of an odd day in the sense that, you know, a week or two after the season's ending, but they're already looking to 2012. Um, Ford Performance Racing ran some new parts. John McIntyre got a ride um, with his new team, so it's really good for those swapping between teams. Richard? Oh, I agree with that, and you've got to take your hat off to Gary Rogers, don't you, for continuing to give guys who otherwise wouldn't get the opportunity a go. Um, you know, if you're Alaska or a Timmy Macro or someone along those lines, you know, getting a getting a start despite what you've achieved in your career already, getting a go in a, a main game V8 supercar at that level with that quality team is very, very difficult. So, well done to Gary for for doing that, and. Um, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if one of those four got the seat. There's plenty of other candidates around that, that spring to mind. A. Davison, you know, there's, there's, the driver market's still pretty fluid. But, you know, it's the kind of thing that Gary Rogers would do, and who knows, it might pay off. And the report that I got from yesterday was that all four guys were pretty evenly matched and were only sort of one to one and a half seconds off the times that Mick Caruso were doing, and they only did about 20 laps each. So that's a pretty impressive performance on a hot day at Winton. So, look, all good kids and all good guys. Um, I, I think that's a fantastic reason to go testing at the end of the year. There's no pressure. You don't have to worry if one of them snots the car against the wall so much because you've still got 80 days until Clips will fix it. Mm, interesting way of looking at it. McIntyre moving to FPR, Adrian. Do you think that's a, a good move for the Kiwi? Very good, very good for FPR. Um, there was um, a lot of anger within that team after Bathurst. Um, no disrespect to Luke Gildon, but he did make a fundamental mistake and had the second year running as well if we consider his mistake last year at Bathurst and the Gold Coast. So it gives them a, you know, a more, well, how can you put this, more experienced driver, um, one who's quick but will bring it home safely and in one piece. And I think that's a really good signing for them and I think he'll do well with Will Davison. Richard? Yeah, I agree. It's a really, really good move. And Johnny Mack, for me, was one of the, the better co-drivers in the Enduros this year when he teamed up at, at SBR. So, yeah, good get. You know, with all due respect to Luke, as Adrian said, it's a pretty fundamental mistake. Probably would have had a top three car had it not been a race winner. Um, you know, something was going to give after two years, and, and that was that. So it's a really good move by FPR to get him signed away now 
a long, long time before the Enduros. I mean, they're still 11 months away, but it's a very, very good move to get it locked away now. He can be part of the team. He can understand their processes. He can spend time with them throughout the course of the year, um, go from there and, and really build on that. And, um, you know, he's a very experienced guy. He's a safe driver. He's very quick. He's going to have experience over the... Australian summer racing in the um, new V8 Super Tourer Series, which has got very similar cars to what V8 supercars are. So, look, really good get, good for FPR. Um, yeah, good good move. And he and Davo in the Giro's next year will be pretty tough to beat if uh, FPR keep their good form up. Mm, yes, well, they've got to get through a summer before we'll know that. Guys, it's time for Gas and Go on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Gas and Go on the V8 Insiders brought to you by V8X Magazine. Check out the brand new website, v8xmagazine.com.au. Adrian's got some great stories up there on that site at the moment. And firstly to you, Adrian, who's going to get that GRM seat? That's a $64 million question. Um, I, I don't think Gary's paying that much, mate. No, exactly. It's Gary Rogers we're talking about. Um, I would have Alex Davison a month ago, but now I'm not too sure. Now I'd I'd consider Scott, Scott McLaughlin as one of the outsiders for that seat, one of the dark horses, if you like. Has Jiu-Jitsu backing, is you know highly rated, very young as well. I think he's still only 18, 19. Um, and, and I think he could be the surprise packet here. Um, Alex Davison should be the favourite, but not too sure. Richard? I can't elaborate anymore on what Adrian says. I agree with it completely. I think the synergies with McLaughlin are, are very, very good, especially the fact that he's had Fujitsu backing for a long time. Um, has he shown enough in Fujitsu to show that he'd be competitive in the main game? That's the question mark, isn't it? I don't know, but he's getting there and he is quick. Uh, maybe Gary thinks that um, he might pull an unknown, put uh, put him in the car and might find himself another Garth Tander like he did back in the 90s. So my gut says that's probably the way they'll go. Alex Davison's probably the safe choice. Mm. Will Ford Performance Racing move to four cars in-house? Of course, they'll have five if you count Tani Alberto's entry running out of a separate shop, Richard. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I... Could they? Yes, they do. They've got plenty of resources. Should they? I don't know. We saw their dramas this year. It took them a huge amount of time to get their stuff together on the soft tyre. When they got it worked out, they were the most successful team in the second half or that last third of the season. I think I heard a stat that they scored the most points in the last four or five rounds. So when they got it sorted, they were very, very good. Would adding another car in the main game take some of that focus away? It may do, unless they work very, very hard to get the right resources in place. Would they be better served running it in Fujitsu uh, with the Chas Mostert driving? I think they probably would. Uh, I think they should focus on what they've got. Um, you know, get the new driver in the Bottolo car up to speed, keep working with Dalbertos and uh, get the two, uh, the two main cars uh, continuing that course of being very, very competitive that they've got and found in this last, uh, last part of the season. Mm. Adrian? Well, we've yet to see a four-car team really be strong and competitive across all four cars at the one time. So I think it's yet to be seen whether that's realistic. But I just don't know if it works on track. I think you're inevitably going to be stretched. 
over those four cars and they racing is the perfect example and we've seen the sort of peaks and troughs of across the Stratco car and the Pepsi car. So um, for four performance racing, you know, if I was if I was them I'd focus on the three cars, um, and get them competitive, consistent and go from there. Mm, all right then, Adrian. Wilson Security moves again. Who's the money going to? Well that's a question. And it's becoming a bit of a habit really that we're only with Delbert in a top sponsor state so one that we tend to play the year before that and we've bought the year before that so um, it seems like they're not quite happy with their lot and the active cars and they're still looking it's been linked by Jones it's been linked to Kelly Racing the possibility that they could spread this number of cars it's wait and see there mm. and uh, Adrian and I might need you to move a bit closer to the uh, radio tower there you're just dropping in a, out a little bit um Yep. What about you, Richard? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, I tell you what, you've got to give John and Deb and the team at Wilson Security their credit because they might jump around teams a lot, but they've been a pretty loyal sponsor in V8 Supercars for five or six years now and uh, at a smaller level for longer. So it's great that, that they're there and that they're putting the money in and, and it's not uh, insubstantial money either. So, yeah, where do they go? My personal thoughts are that I'd, I'd like to see them go to a fourth Kelly car with Carl Reinler. I think that would be a really good combination. It would might help uh, clear up some of the speculation maybe that exists around Kelly that maybe the fourth car uh, is sort of the, the loose end of the wagon, as it were, in that operation and, and might add a bit more credibility to that. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, moving to... Um, to Brad Jones Racing with uh, Fabian Coulthard, whom they've got a, an existing relationship with, and I know it was a good one, would be a really good move. BJR's a team on the up uh, with with Brighty and uh, Fabs driving next year. That's a very, very good combination, and uh, they can continue to kick some goals like they started doing this year. So I think that would be a really good way for them to go. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Maybe they'll go several places. Maybe Wilson will be on the bumper of four or five cars. Who knows? Mm, well, we're getting towards record territory here on Gas and Go. Webb goes to Holden. What does Ford do next, Richard? Uh, sits on their hands for a couple of years until the, this much-vaunted third manufacturer comes in. A couple of Holden teams go to that, and then it'll be parity again. <laughs> Adrian? Uh, they have to pump in as much as they can to their three super teams in DJR, SBR and FPR, and get them up the grid because at the moment it's just too imbalanced. Mm. Will Pappas get a Gold Coast seat, Adrian? Uh, I think he will. I think the fact that he has tested a V8 supercar, um, he was at Winton uh, the other day, and I think that gives him a head start on some of the other internationals that are looking to come out. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if he signs with Wall Control Racing for the Gold Coast. I thought they weren't allowed to test there, Richard. Uh, I have no comment on that at all, Craig. <laughs> my uh, my biggest question is, will Max Pappas race at the Armour Bathurst 12 hour in February? But that's a topic for another show, possibly. But, yeah, I hope he does. Great guy. All right. That's Gas and Go for another week. Brought to you by VADX Magazine. Check out the website, vadxmagazine.com.au. New edition of VADX Magazine will be in stores very, very shortly. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. 
Richard Grail and Adrian Mussolino will join me shortly here on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. As Adrian Mussolino from V8X Magazine and Richard Crail, SBS's Speed Week, join me. And uh, guys, as we're wrapping up the show here, Sydney, it was great racing. I don't think we've seen bad races at Sydney, Adrian, but, uh, oh, gee, was there 175,000 people watching or was that... Maybe 120,000 people watching and, what does that make it, 145,000 people who were actually working that weekend? Well, who knows? Who knows how the Supercars comes to its crowd figures. Um, the key point with the future of Sydney is not so much the crowd figure, although it has a massive influence. It's how much VS Supercars is losing by the investment that they have to put in to, to make that event. And... The support from the New South Wales government really isn't substantial. The SS Cup has to dig very deep. That crowd, you know, it's sort of, it's around the same mark that it has been since day one. I can't see it improving dramatically. Um, the way these events tend to go is the crowd tends to decline slowly over the years. So I think, you know, it's a wait and see on the future of that event and whether the New South Wales government's keen to keep it going. Richard? I think there was a period a few years back where crowd figures just seemed so impossible that everyone stopped believing them anyway and probably just stopped paying attention. I, I personally, in personal opinion, I didn't believe that there was 175 over three days. I didn't believe there was 58 there on Sunday. For starters, probably two-thirds of the grandstands that ran along the back straight between turn seven and eight down the back of ANZ Stadium had gone. Uh, a couple of the smaller stands from last year had disappeared, and yet the crowd was only supposed to be down a few thousand. Those sums don't add up. Look, it wasn't bad, and the stands that were there were full, and there was a few people wandering around GA, and the merchandise alley looked pretty good when I went through it on Sunday when the weather was, was still pretty average, let's be honest, when it was raining. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's the million-dollar question, isn't it? Quite literally, what are the crowds like? Can they build them up? Can we believe what they announce? The only crowds I actually believe in the entire championship are Clipsal because you look out of the window and go, yeah, there really is 100,000 people here. But, yeah, it's, it's a tough thing, guys, um, for them to work out. And I agree with Adrian. It's it's going to be a matter of balancing the, the losses they make with the importance of having a key event in Sydney. And that one day those, those losses are going to become bigger than the importance of having an event there and, and something's going to give. Yeah, and... My question to you both is, now that V8 Supercars doesn't own and run itself, Archer Capital is the major owner, how long will they be willing to run a meeting that is a loss and possibly a substantial loss, Adrian? Well, as long as the rest of the business is in uh, surplus, which we imagine it is because I wouldn't have thought they would have bought 
a business that's losing money and by all extents V8 Supercar seems to be going pretty well financially from what we can gather and what we ascertain but you know the, the, the question with that is Craig is whether they look at just the balance sheet for that event and as part of that V8 Supercar events which is a separate division uh, or do they look at it as an overall picture going okay well that's losing us money but we make money at here and here and here where we get paid a sanction fee to turn up and race or we get good crowds or we get good sponsorship or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that all depends on where it is. You'd think the business caps will be, uh, propeller heads will be spinning trying to work all that out and, and they'll make a judgment on it. But I, I don't think any of us disagree that having that event is critical and that it's always produced really good racing. Like the Saturday race of last year's race is the best V8 supercar race I think we've ever had outside of Bathurst. And this year's were pretty entertaining as well. But yeah, we've we've just got to um, got to find out if the event's viable and then see how it goes from there. Mm. Adrian, yeah, I agree. And that's the problem is how do you quantify the benefits um, in terms of exposure, in terms of having a prominent event in the Sydney market? It's difficult to put a dollar figure on that. Um, so I think that's the difficulty for the government. I think the fact that we also need to put into the equation is Eastern Creek. If you're the New South Wales government, you're going to ask why do we have to spend say, 15 million on this one event at Homebush when we've got a redeveloped permanent circuit in Western Sydney that we can just take the event and move it there, limiting the amount that they have to put in. So I think that's a question that's going to come up more and more as the future of the event is debated. Mm, and is. my, my to, to final, my, my argument on that is that there have been events at Eastern Creek that can prove that with good promotion and reasonable ticket prices... I emphasise the reasonable, um, you can get a crowd there. Muscle Car Masters is absolutely massive. So you can get crowds to Eastern Creek. But, and that's been the biggest thing from the V8 camp, saying, no, well, no one turns up, we're not going to bother racing there. But if you do it properly, you can get crowds to Eastern Creek Raceway. It's not easy. You've got to be smart but you can get them there. So that's that's also something that's going to have to play into it. Mm. Well, guys, one thing we know is Christmas is coming and Santa can get there. Well, hold on. I'm talking to Richard and Adrian here. I don't know if they've been good enough. Guys. <laughs> How long have you been working on that, Ravel? You've had that in your brain for a while, I can tell. Yes. And, uh, guys, thank you very much for joining us on this edition of The Bad Insiders. Christmas is coming. We wish you all the very best for Christmas and look forward to talking to you both in the new year. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Looking forward to some more bad jokes, Craig. Yes, well, there'll be plenty of them coming up soon on The Bad Insiders. <laughs> White Flag Lap is up next. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, we look at the pressure on the two championship contenders and how they were handling the situation as the weekend unfolded. Jamie Winkup spoke on Friday about the difference he was feeling between two years ago when he said he was mentally exhausted from the pressure of the championship series and this year. It's, it's outside influences, it's, uh, it's what we do off the track which um, not many people see but it's, uh, it's been a, it's a massive week, it always is but um, the, my team have done a, an excellent job on, on filtering the, 
uh, all the bad stuff out of out of the week. And although it's not perfect, but it's, uh, we've come a long way from last year and even the year before. So I'm in a much better position. I actually have got a little bit of energy to go out there and drive the car and, and try to put in a good job. With the Saturday result, they both talked to me about how their night would be as they waited for Sunday afternoon and the title-deciding race. Tonight I'll just go through my normal routine. I'm not going to try and think about it too much. If I overanalyse things, it, it hurts. Oh, I'm feeling good, feeling good. I've got a strong car and uh, I, feel like I, I feel like I drove well today. We just, uh, just didn't have the, the best luck. So that's, uh, that's the way that the... the uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles, so um, we'll, um, we'll fight back tomorrow and who knows what could happen. Following qualifying, Wing Cup was second on the grid on Sunday. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit nervous. Um, it's obviously a huge deal. It comes down to the last day, but um, that's, that's, what, that's what I do. You know, that's my job, so I'll do it to the best of my ability. Lowndes was up on his toes particularly when we started talking to him and the heavens opened up. Uh, look, for me, it's excitement. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, this is my, my, probably my best scenario. It's uh, really it's, it's a wet weather track. It's a circuit with it's, uh, no, uh, no room for error. So with the qualifying out the way, the race was on and Craig and Jamie battled it out to the wire. Here's how they were feeling after the chequered flag has flown. Um, probably this weekend, I'm, I'm more delighted in actually the results that we've had this weekend. You know, the last two years we've come to um, Homebush and we've uh, basically bombed out. So uh, I'm more delighted in myself and the way we've drove this weekend. And uh, we had, as I said, I keep saying, we had nothing to lose. And uh, maybe I should drive like that more often. So uh, for me, it's, it's been a, a, a satisfying weekend. Use my... Um He's old Happy Gilmore, you know, go to your happy place to, uh, to help me out there. Um, but, you know, it's, as I say, it's the whole year swings on one moment, you know, it's such a big thing. At the end of the day, we're, it's, it's a team effort, you know, and we, we're one and two. I, 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 feel, I feel bad for, for Lounty because he's, uh, he's, he's just part of the, the big team uh, and we share each other's results, you know, and uh, we're one two this year and hopefully we can both celebrate that. It certainly was an interesting year. We've got plenty more in the weeks ahead on the V8 Insiders as the checker flag waves over this edition. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.